A town that isn't anywhere near a tectonic plate, that has no fault lines, no fracking, no loud music even, is shaking on a daily basis. Under the dining table now! Hey, remember that one summer we died under a table? Welcome to Back in My Day. This is the week of March 1st, believe it or not. My name is David Petrangelo, and with me this time after, I think we went a few weeks or a month of a hiatus, Mike, life gets in the way. Um, I'm also joined by... Michael R. Power. Been a while, been a minute. It's It's been a couple minutes. Uh, life gets in the way, but it's been going good, right? I think, right? I think we're doing all right. It's good now. Yeah, a lot of changes, a lot of stuff happening, but, uh, you know, life gets in the way, but we carry on. And we apologize for missing a few weeks there, but we carry on and we do what we can do. It's worked out. It's all changed for the better. Everyone's healthy. That's what matters and everything. So uh, when it comes down to it. So, um, all right. So last time we recorded, we did a decent amount of talk about what we enjoyed from the past year. But we're going to look ahead-ish, I guess, to this current year, which we've done over the last couple couple of years, has kind of said, this is what we look forward to. And um, I know that last year was quite obviously the weirdest, craziest, most fucked up year you could possibly have in a lot of ways. So a lot of what we said last year even doesn't even apply. You know, like I think a couple of things were released last year. TV was a little bit more on par, but mm-hmm. you know, a lot of video games and almost all the movies we spoke about did not even come out. So <laughs> oh, I, I wish I went back. I had time to go back and listen. Cause uh, I want, I would like to listen to what our most anticipated things in 2020 are and just see if any of the, I think I know at least one of my movies for sure is the same um, oh okay yeah I can but, imagine yeah 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 I'm gonna that's that's a perfect opportunity for me to grab that clip and and put it in Uh, number four for me is Tenet, Christopher yes. Nolan. So anytime Christopher Nolan is making a movie, it's it's on my list. Yep, um, because he is a great director. Yeah, that's and that's basically simple. And there's not all too, I need to know. We don't know too too much about it. I'm I mean, avoiding it looks cool. Avoiding trailers and everything with this one. Yeah, I saw like a short um, teaser thing for it. It's on my list too, just for pretty much the same reason. It just looks like it's it could be really good, and it's his movies. It's and, just Christopher Nolan. That's it. His movies are all yeah. like must-watch. Yeah. And he hasn't let me down yet, so. Yeah, there's nothing that's been like insanely disappointing or anything that he's mm. ever put out, so. <laughs> yeah, never. Um, so next on my list, Tenet is, is on mine as well, but I also have uh, Wonder Woman, 1984 on there. Nothing good is born from lies. And greatness is not what you think. I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, the last, like a lot of people, the last 15, 20 minutes or so-so, but everything before that is great. And then the other one I wanted to shout out, it's called Palm Springs. Um, I don't know if uh, Mike and I heard about it on another podcast, but it's getting a lot of buzz at Sundance. 
Mm. And it's a movie produced by the Lonely Island guys. Oh, yeah. Um, but I did it's a see rom-com. This the last... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know too much about it, but um, it's getting a lot of buzz. I'm a big fan of rom-coms, so, and um, it, I'm finding there it's really hard to get a good rom-com these days. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I don't know if it's going to get like a... Uh, a theater-wide release. It might just be something that ends up on like a streaming service. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to watching that one. Oh yeah, I did I did see something posted about this. Yeah, I mean Andy Samberg's great. Those guys are hilarious. So yeah, no, it's a good choice. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a, it says it's a time loop sort of Groundhog Day style. So it's good wife powers thing. here because we can get a little bit more diversity in the movies and the rant of comedies on the list. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this looks good. This looks funny. Okay, so we're going to keep an eye on that one, too. Um, All right, those are all... I I really... What I really wanted to do with... I wanted to put Batman on there, and then I realized, oh, it's 2021. Oh, I would have put that on there. I would have put that on there for for sure. sure. (laughs) My last one is... Wanda, welcome home. Vision Residence. Wanda Vision, the MCU TV show starring Scarlet Witch... I'm gonna let you. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna let you gush about it a little bit. This is the one Marvel thing that's coming out in the next couple of years that I have zero interest in. Oh, really? Zero. I oh. have no desire to be with these characters at all. I don't know what it is. It just they're just not. They never worked for me in the movies. So mm-hmm. what? Why is it? Now that that's out of the way, why is it? I think the reason to? I'm excited about it is because I read last year this really really good graphic novel called The Vision by Tom King. And it was an awesome take on the vision. And I heard, and I think they're going to use some of the ideas introduced in that comic book in this show. And I've heard this show is going to do a lot to set up the future of the MCU. Before we get into 2021 and what we're looking forward to in video games, movies, and TV, I actually just want to add... I don't want to necessarily replace anything, but I watched a show in the last few weeks that 100% would have been on my list if I watched it last year. Um, And that's Ted Lasso. So if you have uh, Apple TV plus, if anyone out there has that or has the opportunity to have it for like a free month or something, 10 episodes or half hour, super easy to get through. um, And it's a super great feel good show. So that's the biggest selling point I can tell you. It's very funny. It's very feel good. And um, I don't know. I, I definitely would have had it on the list if I watched it even just a, a month ago, you know, or two months ago when we had to, when we were recording. So that's, I just needed to put that out there because <laughs> it's so, so good. I enjoyed it that much. So, um, okay. So having been said that, um, let's start with video games. So we have three video games we're looking forward to this year. Um, and Mike, let's start with, uh, with yours. Let's start with your third or one of the three. Yeah, uh, start with my number three. Uh, so I kind of ordered them in my most, from least anticipated to most anticipated of my top three. And my third is a game in the Batman franchise, the Batman Arkham franchise called Gotham Knights. And it's the first game in that franchise to not star Batman. I'm pretty sure the first one not to star Batman, but it's yeah. Well, it's in the story, Batwoman he's dead. And, in the, yeah, he in died. The story of you, it. Yeah, you have been able to be other characters before, but I believe you've always. You've always been Batman 
yeah there's only in the main yeah there's a uh one of the dlcs i think for arkham city you could be catwoman for a few missions i remember being Uh, nightwing i think or nightwing maybe yeah yeah but there were like dlcs and there were like separate sort of side mission type things but you're you were 99 percent of the time you were batman yeah so i don't know these games are just a bit nostalgic for them because i played them on the original 360 the very first one and the sort of the Spider-Man game on PlayStation kind of took the formula and applied to Spider-Man. And we absolutely loved that game. So, and it was our games of the, it was my game of the year. Like the Miles Morales one was um, up there this year. wasn't game number two. And then the Spider-Man game two years ago was my n- number one. So this sort of formula of the open world superhero, uh, what do you call that? The way you, the way the action is the sort of dynamic action. That yeah. I guess it would be uh it's almost like an rpg the way you level up your character to improve the gadgets and everything so i just i'm a sucker for these kind of games especially based on comic book properties i love to see what characters they throw in what unique storylines they come up with really intriguing that it's not batman and it's more like bat batwoman and batgirl and nightwing and everything and robin so i think that's gonna be really cool and i think on the next gen consoles it's gonna look awesome because those games always look awesome and they can just do a bit more and i can't wait to see i hope you know they've improved the formula a little bit and uh can't wait to see what they do so that's that's my uh number three yep that's on my list as well i do not have Ah. yeah i I don't have um like them in order necessarily because it's Mm kind of hard for me to sort of figure out exactly and like honestly with games for me and you know this mike i play a lot of like smaller games like indie stuff and a lot of the time that ends up being my top game or top couple of Mm -hmm. games and stuff like this past year with hades like i knew i was gonna like it but I wouldn't, I couldn't have told you that it was going to be my favorite game from last year. So, um, yeah, and so usually this the is... indie games are not the ones that are heavily, um, advertised and so exactly you're not as hyped about them, but when they come out, they, they like surprise you. And yeah, sometimes you, you don't, don't even know, know about them. them. You don't know about them at all. Yeah. Hades. I knew about, cause I was playing the, the, the pre-release version, but a lot of the indie games I play every year, like you just mentioned, you don't even know about them. So, um, yeah, so it's on my list for all the same reasons you said. I mean, I love those games. It looks really cool what they've shown so far. Very little gameplay, but that's okay. You know, we'll get it eventually. And uh, yeah, 100% this is on my list. It was actually, if you were to sort of put a list and numbers on mine, it would, would technically be my number three. So um, all the same reasons that, that you mentioned for sure. And then my next one, I think this might have been on my list last year too, uh, is Halo Infinite because... It's the next. That's my number two. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, we're not original at all, Mike. (laughs) And you know, I'm sure we'll have much of the same reason. It's another Halo game. It looks like it's going to be bigger and crazier. Mm -hmm. Um, They're taking a year to to continue with it, which you know, okay, it sucks that we have to wait that long, but I think that's kind of cool that we were able to to get more out of it. And I can wait an extra 11 or 12 months. Like I really, I'm fine with that. So um, lots of stuff to play while we wait. Lots of stuff to play, especially with the Xbox and game pass and stuff. This will be included in our game pass membership, which is crazy and awesome. So that's a bonus, I think, but um, I haven't played the last couple of halo games. I played the ones before that, but I've always really liked them. And if this is going to be like a cool, like co-op and maybe they're going to do something different with it and not just this strict, single player and just multiplayer like it sounds like they're trying to do more with it then i'm i'm all for it so yeah so that's that's the number two i assume yours is rough is basically the same that's my number two as well so (laughs) i guess i'll just jump into my number one yeah Uh, we got we got through these bastard but like i've done a very good mentions but um my number one is the uh pokemon snap remake 
because number one. Oh shit! I'm so hyped for that game because I <laughs> love Nintendo. I love Pokemon, Pokemon Snap, the original one. I've been waiting years for a new a sequel or a new one to come out, and they're finally doing it. They're finally giving the fans what they want. Um, it's I'm gonna buy it day one. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna get my wife hooked on it. I know we're gonna. It's gonna be one like our Animal Crossing of of this year. It's gonna be that year, fun, yeah. pleasant game. You don't kill anything. You don't shoot anything. You just take photos, and somehow that's super satisfying and fun. I, I can't <laughs> explain it, but it is. We've talked about and, it before. Uh, it's like it's it's for some reason that game just has stuck with us, and we've talked about yeah. wanting another one. And then it, oh, yeah. when they announced it, we kind of lost our mind there. And it's it is sort of a remake, but it, they're doing more with it. It seems like it's not just a straight like here it is. With more a, like a sequel. It is like kind of like a sequel. It's yeah, not like but the same levels. But. Yeah, exactly. And you know, obviously, I'll have more Pokemon and everything too, which is always a bonus. So mm -hmm. um, I'm lo definitely looking forward to it too. I don't know that it would be like up my top three, but I could. I'm probably going to get it too, and I'm probably going to love it because mm -hmm. I don't know. It was one of the Pokemon games. I've played very few Pokemon games that we've talked about before, but. Uh, that's one of the ones that I've always thought was really cool. It's almost like, like we've talked about before, it's like a little puzzle kind of going through the yep. map and you're trying to solve the puzzle in order mm -hmm. to take your pictures of all things. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. nice. Can't wait to see what new things they add. And I'm going to try to stay offline and see how I can, you know, figure things out on my own at the start. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. kind of fun. Uh, it's going to be weird having it during the internet age because it used to be like, you know, to unlock Charizard, you had to figure it out. And when you did, it was so awesome or a friend showed you or when you figured out how to get uh, Gyarados by knocking the Magikarp down the level into the waterfall. Yeah. You know, when someone showed you that for the first time, it was like so awesome. You have to and turn at the, the right internet, time and you have to go with, the right speed. And, and yeah. And with the switch, you can upload photos to the, to Twitter and to the internet. It's everyone's going to be, I think it's going to be a big hit in the internet age. And I think yeah. um, po Pokemon fans are going to really like it. And, and I'm, I'm just praying that it's going to deliver. I, I, they're nintendo's got a pretty good track record i'm, I'm confident yeah i trust it'll, them it'll be yeah. pretty good yeah so um my last one and on my list is uh i don't know why i didn't mention this last year because i think it was supposed to come out at end of last year but the reason why it's it's on my list is because it's made by a previous team of games that i really liked it's called back for blood and it's most of the team that made the left for dead games that, came, that when Valve made those games. And I absolutely love those games. I played the shit out of the second one, especially. Um, again, 360 days, like you were mentioning with, with the other games. Um, and it was great online. You could play with randoms, no problem. The sort of, you know, zombie classes were kind of a cool spin on, on sort of going through on a four-player, three-player co-op type of the levels. Um, I, I don't know. I just really, really like those games. And just mainly because it's that same idea and a lot of the same people that created those two games makes me want to play this. So that's why it's it's on my list. I don't know a ton about it, but that was enough for me to honestly be excited. <laughs> it's just that. Yeah. So um, yeah, so I love those games. And I think, I, I, I doubt, I doubt that this game's coming out this year, but I think if it did, Diablo 4 would be on our list. No problem. Um, and we also did have the Diablo 2, um, is it, was it Reforged? No, not Reforged. Diablo 2 remake that they're doing. What the heck was the yeah. subtitle for it? <laughs> that's out this year, remember. so that's exciting. But it's not oh. it's not new though, right? So I want to wanted to pick stuff that was new. But uh, but those two games were, were huge Diablo fans, especially Resurrected. Two. Resurrected. Two Resurrected. There it is. There Reforged, I think, was the was the uh, Warcraft three one. Um, so yeah, so I think I think both those Diablo games would be on our list or, or very close to them. 
and uh, Diablo four, whenever it comes out, we'll probably go crazy and same with two when it comes out because we can't stay away from that game as we've talked about before. So, <laughs> so there's a list. So we have uh, Gotham Knights, both of us. We also both Halo. have Halo Infinite. Um, you have Pokemon Snap and I have Back for Blood. So those are the ones that we go. have. And then the two Diablo games, whenever they come out. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, those are definitely our honorable mentions slash could yeah. be up on our list easily because we're going to play them. Yeah, pretty confident the the two uh, remake is is coming out, but uh, but for who knows with Blizzard it could right. be out in five years. Who knows, right? Yeah, um, yeah, true. Mike, we talked about games, and look who decided to join us—the <laughs> triumphant return. Ian Walters here. Yes, <laughs> just in time for the movie and TV talk. <laughs> and for the movies, for I mean, sure. yeah. Let's be real. That's that's guy. what I'm really here for, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we're really here for you. So you know, there we go. <laughs> well, we, we had to have you for the movies, though, man. We absolutely had to, for sure. Yeah. Well, when it comes to the games, like, there's a lot of Switch games that I'm looking forward to, but I don't even have a Switch, so. I'm gonna have to steal my nephews. It's it's gonna be like Mike. Eventually, <laughs> it's just gonna show up on your doorstep, so to speak. Right? You're gonna get it eventually, and then you're just you'll gonna crack. love it like you'll Mike. Crack. Yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. crack. Yeah. <laughs> you'll crack, or, or or the wife will crack, or someone will crack, and it'll show up under your tree or on your doorstep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, why don't we uh, let's actually let's save movies for the end. I feel like movies are pretty exciting. Yeah. I think I think we'll say that for the end. So, um, Ian, since you have uh, you've just joined us, why don't we start with your uh, your, uh, I guess, top three or three picks for for uh, TV shows. All right, cool. So when it comes to TV shows, uh, this is an especially exciting year because we got all those great announcements coming out of Disney, right? So we had all the Marvel, the Star Wars, and other Disney Pixar projects, right? Hard so to ignore all of that. <laughs> there's tons, and uh, to narrow it down to three, I'm just gonna stick with the, uh, you know, the stuff that that I like to talk about on a regular basis, which is uh, a lot of the Marvel and Star Wars stuff. So. I guess uh, the Loki series looks like it could be pretty, pretty cool. You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. Where I lie, I don't like to talk. But you do like to lie, which you just did. Because we both know you love to talk. Talky, talky. How long have you been here? I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, time passes differently here in the TVA. What does that mean? You'll catch up. I remember when we watched Avengers Endgame and, you know, seeing that scene, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Endgame, where uh, the alternate 2012 Loki steals the Tesseract and just disappears with it. Um, I think a lot of us got excited because we thought, okay, well, this could tie into uh, the Loki series because we know that in the main continuity, Loki is dead as of Infinity War. So um, it's it's just looks like, bonkers based off the trailer i don't know what you guys think about this one but uh definitely on my uh, top three anticipated series of this year um it's coming out later i think what in uh, the the summer i think right? early so, summer june or may or something yeah it's 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 late spring early summer so it's not, it's not too far off and not like we have to wait like we did with wandavision or anything but it's yeah uh, yeah and it and definitely just seems like we're messing with space and time and specifically the multiverse and a thing called uh, an organization called the TVA, which is, I guess, policing uh, these beings that can kind of traverse through the the, the decades or whatever. Right, right. 
so yeah, the, I just think that it has it opens up a lot of opportunity for uh, maybe not so much uh, direct impact on the greater MCU, but maybe just like nice what if Easter eggs or being able to see alternate versions of uh, events play out and that kind of thing. So yeah. Mike, I'm assuming at least like one or two of these Marvel shows are on your list. Would it, is, yeah. are, is this one on there or, or uh, I'm assuming there's another one somewhere? Oh, it is. This okay. one is on there. So there's a bunch of Marvel Marvel shows coming out. And WandaVision probably would have been on the list instead of Loki. But since it started coming out, I left it off. Yeah. So I had Loki done, so. as my third just because I absolutely love Tom Hiddleston as that character. Oh, he's, he's really he's hard to so choose. perfect for it, honestly. Oh, he's like, so perfect. So I'm so perfect. glad he gets to keep playing. Yeah, character and Marvel is doing this great thing, which is sort of like taken out of the comic books, where no one's ever really dead, and they find really unique ways to, you know, I mean, except maybe Tony Stark, but you never know, right? And it's just like in the comics, and they keep the death still feels uh, in the movies of like Vision and and Loki still feels impactful because they find a way to bring them back that actually kind of like makes sense in the universe. Yeah, yeah, they uh, were, with, they were with Vision yeah. and with this Loki being a Loki for another timeline, right? So, um, I just love how these actors can play these characters forever, but you can still get the the emotional if they want to kill them off. You can still get that emotional moment. Sometimes in the comics, it's a little bit I don't know what the word is. Like people don't really buy it whenever someone dies, and they're just like it's just a gimmick. That's gimmicky, I guess you could say. In the comic, it's become a sort of gimmick. So I hope it doesn't happen in the movies and shows. I hope some people that die do stay dead. But if when it's a character like Loki who, who whose death was sort of at the beginning of Endgame and it sort of felt like there was unfinished uh, business with the character right and he's so good at playing still kind of young it's not like Robert Downey Jr. so I I'm and I'm just I'm so excited to see Loki's great such a great villain from the comic books and you can do a lot with him in his own show and I just that's so that's that's on my list it was hard to choose between Loki or Falcon and Winter Soldier because that show I'm also really excited for but I, I just went with Loki just because I think I like Tom Hiddleston's um, performance and the character just a little bit better than than what's in the other what's in the other show. And I'm excited to see like what they do with it after uh, the Thor movies and leading it might lead into the next Thor movie. So. Yeah, well, and you know, like me in the Thor movie, it's just like it's the best movie. So <laughs> yeah, like, it is. One of if, he, if he's anywhere close to that character, I'm going to love the show. So mm-hmm. <laughs> although he's always been kind of funny and and you know sort of yeah, like it, that's that's the character, right? So mm-hmm. um, is this like ranked in a certain spot, Mike? Or, or... three? It's three for oh, me. Three, okay. All three. right. Yeah. So then I'll, we'll move into my, I guess, technically three. Um, would be uh, what if? So speaking of Marvel, all right, yeah. Um, this and the second one that I have could be interchangeable, but I, I just, I think that this, the, the shows or the movies that are doing something different are exactly what I want to see. And for me, not that the movies are not enjoyable, and not that stuff like WandaVision is also doing something kind of different, which, which I like too. And we'll, we'll eventually talk about that when it finishes, I think. But, um. But I, I like that what if just gives an opportunity to do almost anything. I yeah. think I'm, I, it would have been like the next slot up or the most exciting show for me. But it seems like based on the trailer that there's there. I thought maybe they were just going to completely ignore the, the sort of like current characters like um, like the MCU. Yeah, I thought they were, it was just yeah. going to be sort of like a uh, an alternate history thing rather than, oh, this version is fighting this version of that same character, you know? And and that's so fine, but I'd prefer to actually not see the current characters and just make this completely separate. Um, mm. I still think it's cool because to me, 
I, I wrote I wrote down when I was thinking about the show that that a, a format like this or a show like this almost feels like you're playing action figures. Yeah. Where it's, you know, you create your own story. And these stories, you know, they're based on comic books or at least loosely based on they're going to be. But that's where like ideas like this kind of are rooted from when you're a kid. You have your action figures and you make up your own story because you don't have a movie to have as a reference. You just have comics that maybe you read or maybe you just heard about and then you're just using these characters and I think that's what what if is going to feel like one because it's animated and two because it's just different types of stories and uh to me that's super exciting so that's that's why it's on before yeah, the anime goes what if is my number two so ah, okay again right, we yeah. have a little crossover day nice. yeah, yeah I get nice. it. everything you said I love that comic book series I love that it they can go with it. And really what sold me was the Haley Atwell as Captain America. Cause I well, that's the thing, right? Peggy that's Carter, I love that show, seeing her come back. And Chadwick Boseman in his final performance as Black Panther. So yeah. it's like, I'm ordering ordering of like my most anticipated versus like, what if I only got to watch this? As, you know, what would I choose? And nothing else. That would be my number two. I would have yeah. to choose that over anything else. Yeah, so That's how I, I kind of did my pick. So maybe that would be my, my second one then, now that I think about it, if you put it that way. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, no, I, in terms of anticipated, it didn't quite make my list. However, it's obviously something that I'm not going to be able to ignore. I'm going to be sure, consuming right. all of these projects as they come out. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I didn't really realize. So you're saying that it does, it does sort of take the current MC characters. You weren't, you weren't aware that it was going to do that. I, I, I just wanted to clarify. I just assumed that it was going to be completely separate. You know, like okay. Captain America was this Captain America in, in this show. Right, but I like didn't different realize... voice actors, maybe looks different, right? Well, like not like well, just no, like like as if this didn't like this. What what if almost ignored the MCU? Like it was on its own. Oh, thing. Okay, that's what I thought it was going to be. I you think know? it it opens up. Uh, I'm fine with the way more, it is, but yeah, yeah, like it just for me, it opens up a little bit more creativity in that it's definitely going to cater to those diehard fans that are have already seen all the movies, so it's going to be fun to see how they tweak things and especially yeah. with things like the Peggy Carter um, storyline that that's kind of like, you know, when you watch a movie like Endgame, you come out with all those kind of questions like, Oh, what, what are they going to do next? Or how is this going to affect what? So it's even if that's not what ends up happening, they give you like a window to see like, Oh, what if this happened? What if that? Happened? Yeah, so that's absolutely. Really cool. I, I think it's, I, I still would not, I'm still very excited about it. So um, I just assumed cause I didn't know enough about the comics that that's what it was. Um, nice, but it looks cool too. The animation looks like itself. The animation itself yeah, looks really cool. great, really unique. So um, that's all. So yeah. It. So I guess that was uh, Mike's second, and yeah. I might need a little bit of clarification for my second. But I thought it was slated to come out this year. Is the book of Boba Fett coming out in twenty twenty one? They said yeah. it was. They, they said, said it was. Yeah, because that is definitely gonna be end of the year, like December. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for anyone who knows that we're sort of taking a break from The Mandalorian, which is my favorite sort of Star Wars thing that's going on right now, this is kind of an indirect follow-up to that, even mm -hmm. if it doesn't follow from the events, but it's playing with those characters that we met in Season 2 so um, and Season 1. So, you know, there's, there's definitely some crossover potential there, plus we're getting to see a little bit of that OG Star Wars flavor with, like, Jabba's Palace and you know, Boba Fett running the game. So I think uh, there's a lot of interesting uh, opportunity there for, for Star yeah. Wars fans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my, uh, I'm going to stick with the Disney stuff on my next one. Um, I think with our talk with What If, it would probably be ahead of this one, but I do really like this comic character. Uh, it's the Miss Marvel show. 
So oh, I, yeah. I, I really, really want to see this because I really like this character in the comics. I think she's sort of sort of like a fan, right? And then she ends up being part one of the one of the gang, so to speak. Yeah. And I think that's such a fun concept, and it's exactly what you want to have as a kid. You're such a big fan of the superheroes and now, you know, sort of like Spider-Man. Spider-Man's like, he's sort of just like one of the guys or one of the kids at school. She's one of the fans, like everybody else, and then becomes yep. a superhero, which is such a cool idea. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I just have always really enjoyed her character in uh, in the comics. The, the few that I've read that she's in, I haven't, I don't, can't, can't say and pretend that I have an extensive knowledge of her character, but uh, she always shows up in the video games and she's always a lot of fun. And, and just that fun character makes me excited i want that sort of almost childish approach to it because it just brings a little bit more fun to to some of the stuff and um yeah i'm just excited to see what they do with a younger character and and that character specifically so miss marvel's on there yeah for sure i actually just watched the featurette uh surrounding that that series so it just it definitely looks cool i mean it's after the infinity saga came to this huge conclusion with endgame and then spider-man far from home it's like it's almost like where do you go from there with a lot of these like it's like yep. how do you keep escalating and getting bigger and bigger well one way to do it to to kind of pivot and introduce new characters and have them sort of on the ground level uh maybe more street level maybe more uh you know close kind of family neighborhood situations and just like smaller stories coming out of there yep. that can eventually lead to bigger stories but it's just it's cool to see different perspectives and uh, definitely characters that ha- draw inspiration from the current Marvel heroes, but uh, add their own flavor to it. Yeah, nice. exactly. And her powers are cool too. She can do a bunch yeah, of Ms. Marvel. Things. Well, it, yeah. it'll be interesting to get Ms. Marvel, like Kamala Khan and her stretchy abilities yeah. before we're introduced to the Fantastic Four. It's going to be yeah, interesting absolutely. to see how they switch it up between those two characters, between yeah. her and Reed Richards, right? Yeah, so if you guys want to sure. hear my theory about these shows, about the Ooh. Marvel shows, I think they're setting up for a young Avengers yes. slash new Avengers. Cause you have, I'm not going to spoil anything, but WandaVision, but there's two certain characters in WandaVision that fit in that mold. Right. There's yeah. Miss Marvel. And then there's Kate Bishop Hawkeye coming in. Right. Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. And right. I mean, you, you're teasing the inevitable WandaVision conversation, but there's that whole idea of the greater multiverse. The fact that Disney does own, uh, you know, they're getting more and more characters back in their wheelhouse. Marvel studios has access to Fox properties so, I mean, even if we're talking Young Avengers, I would love to throw uh, Laura from Logan in, in there and, and see if Ooh, they can pull her from the multiverse. Oh, nice. Solid nice. choice. Oh, um, there's so many great choices for Young Avengers, including, like, the new upcoming Ironheart series and all that. Yeah, so, which also yes, looks great. Oh, and the Kate Bishop uh, Hawkeye yeah. Oh, and this and oh, and this. There's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> such a crazy we long see what list. You're doing. We see what you're doing, Marvel. All right. <laughs> we, I'll, I'll, we get it, and we're suckers. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm, I'm in. I'm 100. Yeah. <laughs> Take my uh, money. Okay, yeah, I got. Yeah, uh, I'll go my number yeah. one. Yeah. So my number one is sticking with the not Marvel or Disney, but comic book themed. Uh, you know, right up my alley is going to be the Sandman TV series. Oh Don't yes. Oh damn! I forgot nice about that. Choice. Yeah, so yeah, nice one of the like classic graphic novels up there with Watchmen. Uh, sad to admit, I've read a lot of the classics. I hadn't read Sat- Sandman, but I purchased them all a little while ago when there's a big sale on comicsology and I started diving into them and I'm just like this is what I love to do like when a comic book comes out either reread or read for the first or a comic book show comes out or movie reread or read for the first time you know the book leading into the show and I and just like I just like to get so much more out of it and uh you know it's 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 
pushing me to read finally read the Sandman, which is something that I've wanted to read for a long, long time. Something that's like studied in universities and literature classes. That's how well written it is. And I love Neil Gaiman. And I've read tons of his books. So it's I don't know why I hadn't read the Sand, Sandman yet, but um, I just I know I already know I'm gonna love. It. I already know I love it, even though I just started it. And I'm just so excited for the show. Um, yeah, that's it. If you guys have read it, I'm not sure if you guys have read it or you've the show. I really but... want to. I'm in the same boat as yeah, you that's, before. Yeah, yeah, that's on my list for sure. And I'm not even sure now if I'm going to want to read it before. It's, <laughs> it's just, just thinking tough. the same thing. <laughs> it's tough because with the Game of Thrones, like most people will t- always tell you the book is better than the movies sure, or sure. the shows. But with Game of Thrones, I did read the first book, but then it was so, the show was so compelling that I actually held off on reading the books because I wanted I didn't really want to be spoiled on the show. Right. So it's like, it's an interesting, it depends on the property, I guess. But, yeah. uh, but with this one, yeah, I don't know. I, will I read it in time to see before I see it? But uh, either way, it sounds exciting. It the does. Just the way I am, I like reading yeah, the cast the books. is amazing. Yeah. I like reading the books and the source material, then sort of judging the show or movie based on how <laughs> Mike well puts the show on trial. Yeah, that's kind of like what I like doing. So, <laughs> so basically, robbing yourself of a chance to maybe be amazed or blown away by something, <laughs> but but Mike gets to be the judge, so it's all good. It's a good yeah, trade off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ian, what's my uh, expectations? No one else is. No one else. <laughs> okay. Well, my number one, I'm sure you guys could probably guess, but at this point, uh, I'm just gonna go out and say it: the Falcon in the Wind. Winter Soldier, okay. and it's mm-hmm. going to be coming to us right on the heels of WandaVision. Yep, that's weeks. a lot of what's exciting about this rollout, about this aggressive sort of strategy that Disney's taking in Marvel Studios, because they're always making sure there's something fun to watch on Disney Plus, right? So that's basically what it comes down to. And with the Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's not so much those characters that I'm that puts that in the number one spot, but it's playing in the world of my favorite franchise within the MCU, which is the Captain America series. Um, I think his seven film arc was my favorite out of any character of Steve Rogers, right? So this is basically picking up his mantle, taking on his legacy, um, you know, giving the shield to Sam Wilson, but also uh, playing with the the fact that Bucky was his uh, successor in the comics as well, right? And now yeah. they're working together. That's a great. I love we're that they see, did that. I love that. And we're gonna see. And then the other thing to that is uh, seeing. You know, it's fun to see Sharon Carter back there kicking ass, but also um, Baron Zemo, which I thought was one of the yes. most underrated villains in the MCU, one who actually accomplished his goals. Um, (laughs) basically like he's kind of like a more competent Ivan Vanko from Iron Man 2 like he's basically (laughs) just wants to see the Avengers fall and it is directly because of his meddling that they weren't prepared to deal with Thanos uh, attacking yeah. Infinity yeah, War. Right. So, yeah. so oh, to see point. him coming he back. He was successful. He yeah. was the best. He was. Wow. Yeah. So, so he, he's basically like a human Thanos essentially. Right. Uh, it, <laughs> you know, not, not with the same uh, end goal, but uh, he, he did. He's purple. He did mess. Yes. And, <laughs> he and does have, cool, he does have the he's same. got the purple mask from the comics, which I thought was cool to see in the trailer. Yeah. But then another theory, or I don't know if it's confirmed, but the idea that he his character in the MCU has actually been inspired by Thanos, and that's why he goes and pulls a purple mask. Ooh, so that that oh, that see. is that is an incredible idea to play with as well. And that would be to that see very cool. if maybe he he deals with like the return of Hydra or in some right. capacity or something like that, right? So and we know that he originated in Sokovia as well. So there could be yeah. ties to what's going on inside of WandaVision. Uh, that being said, I mean, WandaVision clearly playing with the magical side of the MCU, and this is more of like the 
winter soldier political thriller yeah. kind of thing and i thought it was interesting i noticed there was a movie i haven't seen it yet i'm gonna watch it though uh the the falcon and the snowman from 1985 it has nothing to do with the mcu but it is a political thriller so i wonder if it's no coincidence that they chose the title of the series to be sort of like because it's a political thriller meets like buddy cop style show uh, so, yeah yeah um so we'll, so we'll see if falcon and the winter soldier lives up to uh the hype well to break the marvel and disney streak Mine is completely the other way and definitely not meant for families or kids um, because this is one of my favorite shows out of the last few years. And I'm pretty sure they guaranteed that this was going to come out this year. If it doesn't, then I'll slot something else in this place. But uh, it's Succession because Mm. the first two seasons of Succession, especially the second one, um, are just incredible. I just love, I love it. I, I, I usually don't, quite enjoy shows where pretty much everyone on the show or most of the people on the show are just complete assholes. And that's what this show is. Everyone's kind of looking out for themselves, kind of only like on, you know, there's, there's one little duo of people here that are like sort of a mini team and they're forming another team over here. And there's all this, you know, little things to try and backstab each other. And uh, no one's really a nice person, Mm. but the writing's so good. It's so snappy that that somehow I, I, I actually I don't root for the characters, but I do enjoy spending time with them somehow, even though they're all dicks. But Succession is one of my favorite shows of the last few years and um, just another season. As long as it's anywhere close to the other two, I'm going to absolutely love it. So um, that is ahead of any Marvel show because I absolutely love it. So um, Awesome. Is that streaming on Amazon Prime? It is an HBO. HBO. Yeah, oh, HBO. HBO yeah, show. this yeah. is why I haven't made it around to Succession for yeah. sure. Really good show. Um, good yeah, choice. It's really, really great. It's 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 not that far off from like the the sort of pace of Veep with the way that it's written. A lot of things right. are jokes, but it's still a little bit serious, and you know, it's kind of like that. It's a little bit darker than that. Um, mm. It's not a straight up comedy, but it is still very funny and, and dark. Comedy yeah. When kind of when you style. mentioned uh, no, none of the characters being sort of re- redeemable it made me think of yellowstone i don't know if you guys watched that no um, but i have on heard Amazon it's, prime it's but it's kind of like, like that nobody is really a good guy but just the show itself is written so well it's just so, so good yeah um yeah. okay so movies now we have three of these um i'm just gonna go and mention my third or i guess one of the ones on the list because i'm assuming it's on I'm just going to assume again that it's on one of your two lists, uh, and that's the next Spider-Man. There's movie. so many good ones this year. Oh, there's yeah. a ton of good that's ones. That's also my third. That's yeah, also so I picked the okay. Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I was I was Spider-Man. saying maybe Mike should try and uh, go because I don't know if you're p- pressed for time, but maybe you should do your movies. But yeah, yeah we yeah, both yeah, have Spider-Man, so yeah. <laughs> Mike, Spider-Man what, what's, yeah. So what is it? What is it for you? Because I think for me, I did not really like uh, Far From Home all that much, but I really, really liked Homecoming. For me. Homecoming is one of my favorite ones out of all of the Marvel movies. So, um, you know, I, re- I still really like the character. I really like him as Spider-Man. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just excited for another one because I love Spider-Man as a character in general. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's it's on there. And and I wanted to pick the Marvel, Marvel movie that was going to probably, I'm probably going to hopefully enjoy the most. And that was going to be this one. So, yeah, that's, that's why it's there for me. Well, they all yeah. look like they're going to be incredible, of course. And the MCU has such a proven track record, but that yeah. would be on the top of the MCU list for me. Yeah. Um, so it's your number three, right, Mike? Yeah, so I actually only have one MCU movie uh, oh, on here, wow. and that's Spider-Man. I had to choose them. Spider-Man's a favorite character. I love that original Sam Raimi trilogy and the fact that Tobey Maguire is coming back for this, and 
possibly Andrew Garfield, which I'm not too happy about, but, um, and like, uh, Alfred Molina is going to play Doc Ock. Like they're going to put yeah. six together. Like that, if that yeah. rumors are all true, that's got me so, so hyped. Yeah. And I love the, I love the, um, the, um, what's his name? Tom Holland Spider-Man movies so far. I love them both. So if this movie turns out being good, it could end up being actually the best Spider-Man trilogy because Spider-Man three of the Raimi ones was crap. So, um, <laughs> this could be it we could be seeing the best fireman trilogy ever and probably you know will be for a long time so for sure. i'm super excited for I'm, this one i'm right and, there with uh, you it's my number three yeah i'm right there with you my number three though is um because i guess at this point when i think about it a, a lot of these movies that are coming out this year are very back in my day for me um and so i'm going to start in the chronology before i was a spider-man fan i was a ghostbusters fan. i found this in my living room Killer replica. A replica of what? A ghost trap? There hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. New York in the 80s? It's like The Walking Dead. Your dad never mentioned this to you? It's just my mom. My grandfather died. My mom says we're just here to pick through the rubble of his life. There it is. Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife. I think it's still slated for this year, right? So it is. It keeps yeah. getting pushed, pushed back. Pushed. Yeah. But, uh, but it is coming out in uh, October, maybe. And uh, yeah, this fall. So uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife excites me because, you know, I'm anticipating it because I'm excited to go back to the world of the original Ghostbusters. Um, not really having much expectations in the way of being better than the original because I think the original is so iconic, but just the idea that we're going to, um, you know, in the same way Halloween did in 2018 or, um, you know, Terminator Dark Fate in 2019 where they went back and they kind of made a sequel to the, uh, the originals that made you uh, love the property in the first place. So I think that's the most exciting part about Ghostbusters Afterlife. And so, uh, yeah, just... Uh, Grab your proton packs and let's do this. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's on my list. So that's actually my number two. And <laughs> all the reasons Ian said, the fact that it takes place in the chronology of the original two, not like that crappy new one. Um, which I was still just remember a seeing that. Just laughing. That made. Oh, why they would ever do I that. I still stand that they, uh, yes, they made mistakes to sort of, you know, do what they did with that. It not being in, you know, anyways, yes. But I still like all the actresses that are in and I still think it was funny. But I do agree the choices yeah, no that they made around that the actresses no it's it fails on a script level a completely line script and level. that and, and that is a shameless cash cash grab rehash of the original movie yeah which you're just gonna the original movie is a perfect movie you're setting your it's actors so up you're setting the movie up for complete failure when you're just trying to remake the original movie and all the four characters are just prototypes of the original four Ghostbusters. Like it's so stupid, right? Like well, yeah. you're gonna I you're mean, bringing on the comparisons to the a perfect mm -hmm. movie. Like what do you yeah. expect? So. It's, and that that I you know it it was egregious, but I may have been able to forgive it. But then those cameos just sealed, put the nail in the oh, coffin because the yeah. cameos they're not even letting you open the door to the possibility that this exists in the same world. Exactly, they're just saying, that's no, the problem no, with them. the the cameos yeah. prove that these are not the characters. You know, yeah, what I mean? so that's it's just, the biggest you know, issue with them for sure. Horrible, yeah. horrible. But but the new me, one, but... the new one, you guys are looking forward to. So that yes, <laughs> so that's. Jason That's the Reitman, main draw uh, from, from yes, 
Okay, so Ghostbusters, I, I had it's on here. Stranger Things vibes. So yes, it kids, absolutely right? does. I love yep. that. It's yep. Do something different, but do something different, but keep it in the same universe. That's what I'm looking for, right? Yep. And it looks Don't like they're going that way. Four scientists again, and one's the goofy ones, and one's the straight man, one's the sarcastic one. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, and then the plot is the same as the first movie. Like, come on, that's just no. It's true. It is a very strange greedy at that point. Yeah. It was just greedy not only that, that but I think creative more Hemsworth was the best part about that. He the was the best in Ghostbusters. Yeah. So, like, yeah. he was the funniest character, and he was playing the role of the secretary in a film that should be all about the female stars. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I'm laughing at Chris Hemsworth more than I am the rest of the cast, there is kind of a major problem there. Yeah, no. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, my all right, so you've done we've done two of mine. So yeah. Uh, so my next one, I, Ghostbusters on. just just missed this. I was gonna put slotted on here for all the reasons you guys said too, for sure. Especially the now that you mentioned Stranger Things vibe, I'm like, oh yeah, it's exactly why it looks mm-hmm. looks really cool. Uh, my next one is um, I, the trailer just dropped the other day uh, as of this recording. I already knew it was coming, but then I watched the trailer and I go, oh yeah, no, I can't leave this off my list. It's the next Pixar movie called Luca. So I am so excited about this because it's Pixar. And I think the trailer is very, very well crafted as it's just these couple of kids hanging out and, you know, the the coast of Italy that are just causing trouble and they're having a fun summer or whatever. And then all of a sudden, spoiler alert for the trailer, they're squids and they live in the water and they can't make, no one can find out if they're actually. I think they're like more like sea, sea creatures. Some sort of sea creature thing. Squids. Well, they have like a couple different, no. like, yeah. Squids yeah. is funny that you say squids because like squids kids. Like, yeah. You know what, you know why? Because it reminded me of Splatoon. That's why. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. Why. And those yeah. characters are all squids. Anyways, it's, it's Pixar. I don't really need to know anything else about it. Honestly, it's a couple of kids having a, having a fun time. Um, it's going to be it takes place in colorful. Italy, Dave. And it takes place in Italy. Just for you. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if it actually, if they like place it in a real, real spot, but uh, mm-hmm. not that I would really know yeah. that much of a difference, but um, the coast of Italy is beautiful. So, hey, it's a beautiful location for them to have that movie. So, yeah, it's an uh, next Pixar movie. So, it's hard for to sure. Ignore, so, that's why it's on there. Yeah. For sure. It's exciting to see what Pixar does next. Like, they're yeah. hot off the heels on uh, Soul and the big Golden Globe winner, right? Yeah. So we had uh, two two really good Pixar yeah, movies. Yeah. It's last the Golden Globe, so. Globe winner. So, what? It was the back in my day movie of the year of 2020. Yeah, like, this, real this is true. Forget Golden yeah. Globe. We don't need, we don't need a, a, a group of random press people to, to <laughs> no, award no, anything. No, no. We but, know what, what's good. We know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> but, but more so, the fact that they're going from like a very serious, almost adult yeah. kind of themed film to back to like, you know, the yep. childhood kind of 100%. wonder that we all yeah. uh, love um, from them. So, Ian, you, you uh, have so my just number one two, left, right? Or number two. No, so oh, two. my number two is just touching back on uh, what you guys mentioned is Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. And uh, it was fighting for the number one spot. Um, I think the new Bond film was fighting for a spot on this list as well. But yeah, uh, the Spider-Man film that is just too much, like the anticipation is on all-time high because... Not only is it one of my favorite superheroes, but uh, or all-time favorite superhero, but it's just like they've again track record. I think they've improved on what they did with Homecoming, with Far From Home, and now they have a real chance, like Mike said, to solidify the the greatest Spider-Man trilogy of all time. So, uh, and uh, the fact that it's rumored to be connected with uh, the Doctor Strange in the multiverse, in the multiverse of madness, has me excited too because we know that there's connections already drawing from WandaVision with that property as well. So just the fact that there's a lot of interconnectivity, which there always has been in the MCU, but the fact that they're still kind of 
taking the care and even more so to connect all these films is, yeah. is a, it's a really cool thing. For sure. Uh, Mike, you have one left, right? Yes. And I can't remember if I mentioned it last year. I might have. Maybe. My number one most typical movie is Dune. Yes. Oh, yeah. Villeneuve. Mine too. Uh, nice. The, my new favorite director, all of our new favorite director, Canadian, um, based on the classic sci-fi book that I read this summer. Yeah, you just loved, finished. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm reading the sequels now. And uh, it's just such a great book. And it's it's like one of the one of the classic uh just a classic you know literature basically like lord yeah. of the rings for sci-fi and so it looks like it's gonna get its due it looks like he's gonna do justice i have complete faith in denis and the actors that he's hired it just looks like it's gonna be that perfect big budget movie and i'll be so 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 disappointed if i don't get to see it on the biggest screen possible yeah so i hope that it waits until it's safe and I'm vaccinated and everything. Yeah. Um, if I have to watch it at home, I will. And hopefully later it'll come on a re-release or something, but I really want to see it in the theaters. I really want to just take it all in. It's going to be, he makes beautiful, beautiful movies. Um, mm-hmm. There's great actors attached to it. I, I just, I'm so excited. We got a taste it. of it with a trailer a few months ago. So it's not like we know. Yeah. Nothing the fact that it, I read but, the book, yeah. um, I've read it even since more then, for yeah. me. Yeah. Even more for me. So yeah, nice. I was yeah, picturing maybe one of these the days actors. we can, Maybe one of these days we'll have to break down the book because it's so incredible. But uh, this movie does slightly beat out Spider-Man No Way Home for me as well because of the fact that it does seem like it's going to be a very original sort of adaptation kind of uh, maybe one of the newer franchises that could emerge uh, from as being a sci-fi sort of epic. And um, on that note, I think there was a rumor that they're trying to do a related series that is going to be in the same world as the movie which always has me excited because of that crossover potential the way that they've been doing with star wars and marvel now they have a chance to do it inside the dune universe so i think there's a lot of potential with this and that's what makes it the most anticipated is that it it has the highest potential to be that next big conversation Totally. For all these, uh, and I don't even need a franchise. I just want it to be one good movie. Yeah, and, good and that's why I, I, I yeah. use franchise loosely in the sense that, like, you know, that they will have, um, you know, like the series that that it will be tangentially related to the film. They'll they'll have things that come out of this if it is as successful as we hope it's going to be. But even just a standalone Dune film from Denny Villeneuve will be uh, incredible in its own right as well. Yeah, so. exactly. Because all his other standalones are incredible. And like you said, Mike, honestly, they all look so good that a, an epic movie, science fiction movie like this, again, to, to look the way that he has done with his other movies is it's that's bring it brings his movies to another level. Honestly, it really does. Um, the cinematography and the, and the settings and everything. Um, this is not my my final one on my list, but uh, maybe because I'm not so familiar with the source material, I think maybe that's probably what, what does that. But but I'm still very excited, honestly, mainly because he's making it. <laughs> like, yeah, and because, enough, really. yeah, and because that trailer looked pretty cool. I mean, it looked cool enough. Um, and maybe the extra time that they're having will, will spruce up the movie even more so but my my uh my next one on the list or my final one on my list again i didn't really rank them but it was on my list last year and it is again this year it's a, a quiet place part two yeah so it's i i just i i realize more and more that sort of like thriller type movies are just some of my favorites um the more i watch them the more i go shit why didn't i get more into these before or how come i'm not watching more of them and 
Um, the first one is just incredible. I find it, I wouldn't, I don't know, I guess it's horror, but I would call it more thriller. Um, it's one of my favorites from the last, let's say five years, um, aside from something like Get Out, but you know, it's, it's right up there for with my favorite movies from the last few years. So I, I'm really excited with what they do with the next one. Um, do we know anything about where they're headed with that story? Because I, I don't know like offhand. I don't really want to know a ton either. I've kind of like saw that initial trailer and I go, okay, this looks kind of cool. They run into a couple other sort of like groups of people because they're moving, right? They, they leave the farm behind, yeah. um, which is already a, like a sort of an emotional thing, right? It's sort of a family dynamic that's leaving their father and their, and their home behind. Right. So I think that that's, um, that's, yeah, I That's wonder tough, right? if uh, we could have a bit of a uh, genre shift in the, you know, in the way of like the way Aliens took Alien and right. became like an action blockbuster. Right. And I wonder if it could be something like along those lines. But... That's okay. I'm okay that it wasn't super full of action though. The first one, like I like that it was a little bit quieter, at times slower. Uh, there's a little bit of discovery in it, and and mm-hmm. and sort of growing with the kids and their experience and stuff. I, I kind of like that stuff. So. Um, I'm good if it gets more action-y, which I think it probably will if they're in like yeah. other places with other people that are more equipped to like shoot guns and things like that. But um, yeah, I, and I think yeah. I think the, the daughter and, and the actress who's also deaf as well, that dynamic and the way they did that in the movie was cool. And they're mm. just going to keep expanding with that, which I think is super interesting in a movie that's a lot about sound. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a know. great world that they built, but yep. it's also like the cat's out of the bag a little bit by the end of the first one. So True. it'll True. be interesting. So it could lose its now. luster a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. No, but, I, but there's always creative ways to continue the story. So it'll be interesting to see if they can uh, wow us again. Yeah, number two. for sure. Um, okay, so we're on a Zoom meeting before it cuts off. I'm going to make sure that we say goodbye <laughs> properly. It's all lists. Yeah. All our lists. We'll, we'll put them up on social media and everything. Mike, where's everyone finding that? day back in on social media and it's the back in my day podcast find out on your podcast app of choice and thanks for listening that's it i think next yeah, time we're gonna you. either do wandavision or something very very soon we're gonna have to have a big wandavision talk so an itch and a talk wdivision. i've been uh, i know addicted to that show next week yeah. we're gonna have to do wandavision i, I think this is just it. the one left as of this recording there's yeah. one yeah. left or two yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need to talk to you guys about it. I need to talk to you guys about Keep it. Keep it in our mind and just sort of yeah. let our thoughts flow and just do it that way. I think that's the easiest way. So, okay. Thanks mm-hmm. everyone for listening. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me and uh, we'll see everybody next time. Talk.